What's good, everybody, and Happy New Year. Welcome to the first episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast. Here in the year 2021, the day of this uh, recording is January, Saturday, January 2nd, the year 2021. Got a, got a good show for you here uh, on this uh, New Year's uh, weekend, New Year's uh, Saturday, if you will. Set the stage for week, for week seven, uh, or excuse me, week 17 of the National Football League here at the top. Uh, go through a couple of news items of the NFL I've already to get to. Uh, clinching scenarios, game to watch for, stuff like that. Take a break, recap the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Ohio State making a Dabo Sweeney eat crow in the Sugar Bowl. And then the absolute domination on the part of Alabama. And the Crimson Tide shutting down Notre Dame, who, who I've seen enough of in these uh, big games. I mean, won something already, will you please? And then, of course, a week 17 picks against the spread. First things first, uh, as far as the National Football League is concerned here at the top, uh, give you two two news items, or excuse me, four news items, and then get to the stuff as far as week 17 and playoffs and all that. But I'm number one is in this news broke earlier today on Saturday. That uh, New York Jets, not not to anybody's surprise, that New York Jets head coach Adam Gase and Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Doug Marone will be fired after their game on uh, after their after their respective games on Sunday. Jets play the Patriots and the Jaguars play the Colts Week Seventeen. The Jags are in Indianapolis and the Jets are at Foxborough. For those two games, you saw it coming. These two teams are both have the top two worst records in the National Football League, not to mention the worst records, the worst record in the AFC. It's funny, you know, the AFC, the AFC, you know, in the AFC, going to have a team potentially miss the playoffs at ten and six, and or eleven and five. And yet, and yet, the AFC all is responsible for probably the most competitive field, uh, most competitive football teams as far as records are concerned. With so many teams with nine wins or more, you equally, you know, they also the AFC is also on the flip side responsible for the two worst teams in the NFL, which is which is which is crazy when you think about it. They got it's the most the more competitive conference got the. They have more teams that are trying to, uh, you know, fight for playoff spots than the NFC does. Yet the two worst teams in the NFL are teams that play in the AFC. But that's not the human there. Just an observation from me. But Adam Gase and Doug Marone will be gone after Sunday. Doesn't surprise anyone. Gase, I don't know if he'll ever get a head coaching job again. He uh, he, he did, even though he did get the Dolphins to the playoffs in 2016. Not a very good head coach. We've seen that that Ryan Tannehill has flourished ever since he got away from Adam Gase and left Miami to go to Tennessee. It's just been a complete mess for the Jets. They went winless until the Rams decided to crap all over themselves. They upset the Browns last week. And it was pretty clear that the organization was going to keep Gase. They had a quote-unquote tank for that number one pick that they're not going to get. But... 
they they had him there to tank, and now that the season's pretty much over, and it's clear that he's not the right guy for the job, he is not going to be their head coach. Uh, for uh, come come fall twenty twenty one, the only twenty the only game in twenty twenty one that Adam Jose the Adam jo- Adam Jose Adam Gates will coach for the New York Jets in twenty twenty one will be this game tomorrow on Sunday. That'll be the only game Adam Gates will coach for the Jets in twenty twenty one. Come fall twenty twenty one, he will not be there as head coach of the New York uh, Jets. Neither will Doug Marone. The Jaguars have been awful. They they won their first game. At, upsetting the Colts in week one and essentially have hit the wall ever since then just have been quarterback play sloppy it's just it's it's just been a complete mess for the Jaguars and Doug Marone will be gone after Sunday not a surprise to anyone who's uh, been paying attention throughout this uh, 2020 football season I'm number two as far as head coaches are concerned is that Eagles head the Eagles will keep head coach Doug Peterson around uh, at least for the uh, 2021 season, which did not, which did not surprise me, you know, because you can't understand that they've had an abysmal year and his in-game management, his clock management is spotty, and he gets and he tries to get a little too cute. I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's like all the compliments he got for beating Belichick in the Super Bowl a few years ago is like gone to his head, and all of a sudden he doesn't know what the hell he's doing half the time. But they're going to keep Peterson around. I would too. You can't fire a coach. You can't fire a coach three years removed from winning a championship, especially if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Me, you know, if it, if it was me, I would have let I would have let the GM go for constructing the garbage roster, and I would have found a place to. And I would have tried to get out and try to get Carson Wentz out of town if it was me. Get rid of the GM, and Carson Wentz has to go. Peterson. It should get a couple of more years. See, see how he, you know, see. I'd get him a new GM, and I'd also uh, see how he works. See how it works with her. Get, just get once completely. If once wants to save his career, and if the Eagles want to win in twenty twenty one and beyond, once has to have once has to go. I understand it's a huge cap hit, but once has to go. So just get get once out of Philadelphia. I, in my eyes, replace the GM and see if Peterson and Hurts can team up and win and win a eight, nine, ten games in twenty twenty one, and perhaps win the division for uh, Philadelphia next season. But they're going to keep Peterson. Uh, some you know some of the losses are his fault. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know his uh, the the decisions he made in the Bengal game were puzzling. It's just that he's you know he's. I don't. He's 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 a good coach, but I mean his end game, his end game management, and his clock management, and his end game decision making, his play calling will leave a scratchy head. So Peters Peterson gets another chance. I I agree with the fact that the Eagles want to give him another another chance. Wentz and the GM and Mize have to go. They have to go. Uh, that that's just me. Peterson stays for about a year, two, three max, and see what happens. But the uh, but the uh, but the GM and the head coach, or excuse me, the GM and once if if Philadelphia wants to move forward and win, they have to get they have to get rid of what one of those two. Best case scenario would be both. Uh, if you had to pick one, I'd I'd. I'd get rid of uh I'd get rid of Carson Wentz because it just looks like that he is not going to be able to deliver the goods for Philadelphia 
uh, as their starting quarterback. That's item number two. Item number three is the New Orleans Saints and their entire running back room. You you know we saw it with the, we the Ravens essentially whole team was out. Lamar, the running backs, linebacker, they were out. Uh, and then you had the Denver Broncos having to uh, they uh, they had to. Uh, the uh, the uh, Kendall kid out of Wake Forest who had to start for them after their quarterback room went down. You saw the Browns last week. Their their uh, wide receiver room went down. Now the Saints, their running back room is all out for their game on Sunday at Carolina. So uh, and that's a and that's a game that the Saints need to win if they if they want to want to have a, a fighting chance of getting that number one seed. And uh, and if the and if they do get it, it'd be to their best interest to give the Saints running backs time to uh, fully uh, re- recuperate and regroup and to uh, come back from COVID. So the Saints need that number one that they need that first round buy in the worst way. But the issue is is that you know because Alvin Kamara, who ran for six touchdowns on Christmas Day. Is going to be out along with the majority of the running back room to the point where they're going to, might be forced to have Taysom Hill uh, carry the load as a as a running back number one for the Saints. It's going to be, and I understand they're playing the Panthers here. You know, Rule is a good coach, and they're and they're a gritty, gutty team who will uh, fight, who will fight and scratch and claw tooth and nail. You know, they they made, and here's what you need to know about the Panthers. They made the Chiefs and they made the Packers sweat in their losses on the road that they played against them. So, you know, so don't take the Panthers serious, uh, lightly. So, so, but they're going to they're gonna need Kamara there. And it's going to uh, affect their chances. Uh, it's going to, it's going to, the chances of them getting number one seed, I, I understand they need help. Uh, even if they win the game, it's not a guarantee they get the number one seed. But hearing hearing that your running back room goes out with COVID, uh, you know, the day before the final game of the season, you're about to enter playoff time. That's not exactly uh, news that a Saints fan would like to hear, uh, you know, opening up the new year. Uh, and the Browns also have COVID issues. They've been, you know, their facility for the mo- for the majority of the week has been uh, shut down. Remember, they're still uh, recuperate, re, uh, recouping from the fact that their entire wide receiver room was out with COVID. They had a coach test positive today, so they had to shut down the facility. So, and if you're Cleveland, you do not, under any circumstances. Want to uh, have all the have essentially your team start dropping like flies at this point of of the season after you've essentially at least to my knowledge handled the uh, the pandemic superbly and I don't recall many if not uh, I don't recall any if not many uh, COVID positives within the Cleveland Brown organization leading up to last week so. And, and it would just be the ultimate Cleveland thing if Cleveland ends up missing the playoffs because uh because a bunch of their because a bunch of their guys end up uh getting sick because of because of COVID and they go in with a busted game plan and they're depleted on offense and and their game plan isn't a, isn't as sharp as it should be and they end up getting ambushed by Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers after getting upset by Sam Donald and the Jets the week before so it's just 
if you're Cleveland, you got to hope for the best. Hope that your team uh, makes it out all in one piece. They get everyone back healthy and pray that they beat Mason Rudolph and the Steelers on Sunday and make the playoffs and see and hope everyone's healthy and healthy and well by uh, by the weekend of January 9th, January the 10th. That is uh, where you stand with the news is, with uh, the NFL off the field quote unquote news is concerned. The on the field stuff is as follows with uh, the with the uh, with the playoff clinching scenarios in case you missed it I went through it on Wednesday but in case you want me to go through it again here you go. Okay, here's the AFC. AFC Buffalo if Buffalo's won their division title, Kansas City's won their division title, locked up the first round by and the majority of their superstar players on offense will not play in the game on Sunday. Uh Patrick Mahomes included, which I do not like. Yeah, I do not like the I I'm, I guess you can say I'm like Belichick in a way where, you know, we ain't resting starters week 17 if it's a game on our schedule we are going to play it. Play the whole game fine, but you're not getting a weekend off, which is my philosophy. I don't like the idea of resting guys week seven. I don't like the idea when you have the number one or or in previous seasons case a number two seed locked up. So you're not you're not going you're not going to be playing next weekend anyway. So why bother? So why bother? You know, giving your guys why bother taking that chance of being flat? You know, of being of being flat. You know, heading into uh, heading into divisional weekend. You know, whoever Kansas City, whoever Kansas City plays, whether it's Baltimore, whether it's Cleveland, whether it's in whether it's Indianapolis or Tennessee or whoever it might be, whoever they might play divisional round weekend two weeks from now, no one in America is going to give the, is going to give them a chance to win the game, and all the pressure be on Kansas City to after we've heard all this talk and. Heard all this talking and and, and and all this hype and all this sort of stuff is concerned all season long. What what are you gonna do? You know it's playoff time now. Put up a shut up and if you all are serious about repeating, let's see it. Ha- let's see it happen. So I so so especially if they especially if they play Tennessee or if, if they play ten if they play Tennessee, Cleveland or Baltimore. They they will that team whoever they play regardless of those three they will have absolutely nothing no pressure on them well well the rate if it's the if it's the Ravens the Ravens the Ravens the Ravens will have pressure on them the Ravens will have pressure on them but no one in America will expect them to win the game they'll have they'll have pressure on them because it'll be Lamar Jackson's third playoff game he's owing to he's lost the previous two it'd be his first playoff game away from M and T M and T Bank Stadium. And uh, you know, and he and the pre and he's only two against Kansas City and Mahomes already in his young career. So if they would, so if Kansas City did go up against the Ravens in divisional round weekend, there would be a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. But no one in America would pick them to win. It would be it, the pressure of Lamar Jackson would be to when he going to show up and win a playoff game. But every but but no one in America would give Baltimore a fighting chance outside of you know the Ravens fan would give them a fighting chance would give them a fighting chance to win the game. There'd be pressure on Lamar as far as you know his playoff time to see if you can show up. But the but the pressure wouldn't but the added pressure wouldn't be on him. That's what I'm looking for. The added pressure wouldn't be on Lamar because no one in America would expect outside of again the state of Maryland would expect the Ravens to win the game.
and and in some ways the pressure would be on Kansas City because all right, well it's Baltimore, you know, y'all you 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 better beat them, you know, if you want to end up, you know, repeating as Super Bowl champions. But I don't like the idea of I didn't like it when the Ravens did it last year. Ravens had a number one seed, the AFC locked up the rested Lamar Jackson and the majority of their of their uh, of their uh, star players on offense and defense. I did not like that one bit. You know, even though they won the game and they beat Pittsburgh week 17, I understand it was a meaningless football game, but knowing that your guys are going to have a week off and are going to go two weeks without playing a game, uh, playing another meaningful game, I mean, I do, I do not like, I do not like that. I do not like that whatsoever. Whatsoever, especially if you're going to, again, if you're going to play a team that had the fight and claw a la last year with Tennessee, who had the fight and claw and scratch tooth and nail to uh, to beat the to beat Brady and the Patriots, and had to uh, so they were already uh, motivated and already you know quote unquote on fire because if you recall they had to fight to get into the playoffs week seventeen in the first place. Remember they were not guaranteed a playoff spot heading into week seventeen of uh, of the 2019 season. So they had this fight and scratch and claw tooth and nail to even get in the playoffs, beat beat the GOAT, Brady and Belichick and the Patriots to move on. And it, meanwhile the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are playing their are playing their first game since uh since um week 17 when I believe if my memory serves me correctly when they played Cleveland on the road. So I I just I do not I do not like that under any circ I do not like that under any circumstances rest and especially because with Kansas City their their offense they do not in my eyes if I was the coach they do not deserve to have Sunday off after Mahomes has after Mahomes was was very 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 spotty and that offense as a whole was was spotty in the uh, in the Atlanta game last week. And Mahomes, you know, he made a couple of passes which helped put the game away, but he wasn't great against the Saints, and he wasn't spectacular against um, and he wasn't spectacular against um, uh, not Denver, but the uh, the it's out out it'll come to me, but he wasn't spectacular the game before they played um, but the game before they played um. Before the game they played before the Saints, I'll look get it for you in a minute. Stand by the Dolphins. Yes, yeah, so he he wasn't great against he wasn't great against the Dolphins. He wasn't he wasn't superb against the Saints, and he and he arguably for on for his standards crapped the bed Sunday against the Falcons. Where if that corner. Where if that corner holds on to the ball in the uh, down the left sideline any excuse me down the right sideline in the end zone, two minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs lose the game. So and and rest I I do not like that one bit under any I didn't like it when the Ravens did it last year. So you can't sit up and say well he's he's doing it because he can't stand nonsense. I didn't like it when Harbaugh did it with the Ravens last year, and I don't like it with when Kansas City's doing it this year. Considering that Kansas City's offense has not been clicking on all cylinders like it should be if they are serious about making a uh, a repeat Super Bowl championship push. But that, anyway, I digress. Buffalo, Kansas City, Pittsburgh all have their division locked up. Kansas City has the first round by 
Ravens, who play the Bengals tomorrow at 1 o'clock. They clinch a playoff berth with a win in your end scenario. If they win, they beat the Bengals, they get in. Or Cleveland loses, or, or Indianapolis loses. I'm not going to uh, go through the ties because the ties, I, A, I went through it on Wednesday. So if you want to hear the ties, go back on Wednesday. And it's just the slave time. just want to rip right through this and get on to other things. Cleveland clinched a playoff berth with a win. Or an Indianapolis loss, or a Tennessee loss, a Miami win or tie, and a Baltimore win or tie. So they have three avenues they can get into the postseason winning. You're in Indianapolis loses, or Tennessee loses, plus Miami win and a Baltimore win is how the Cleveland Browns get into the 2020 NFL playoffs. Indianapolis Colts win their division with a win and a Tennessee loss. Or they win the game with a tie and a Tennessee loss is how Indianapolis can win the AFC South. They can clinch a playoff berth by winning and Baltimore losing and or and or uh, tying the uh, Bengals. Winning, Indianapolis wins and Cleveland loses. Indianapolis wins and Miami loses. Indianapolis tying or Baltimore loses. Indianapolis tying, Cleveland loses. Or Indianapolis tying and Miami loses. Miami can clinch a playoff berth with a win. Winning your in scenario again. Or a Baltimore loss or a Browns loss or an Indianapolis Colts loss. Tennessee can win their division. Winning your in. Win your game. You win your division. Or Indianapolis losing. Or Indianapolis and Tennessee both end in a tie. They can clinch a wild card berth with a Baltimore loss or a Miami Dolphins loss. Or the uh, aforementioned uh, tie scenario where if they tie and Cleveland loses, they get in. Or if they tie and uh, Miami or Baltimore ties, they also get in. That's the AFC. NFC, Green, Bay's, Green Bay won their division. Saints won their division. Bucks have a playoff berth already clinched. And Seattle won their division. The number, the number one seed, the NFC East. And two playoff spots up for grabs in Week 17 in the NFC. Cardinals, they can get into the playoffs simply by beating uh, by beating uh, Blake Bortles and the AAF quarterback that they got off the street. Uh, and the Rams on Sunday, they can clinch a playoff berth by beating them. Shouldn't be that too hard of a task or else I will rip Cliff Klondike bar a new one. Uh, they clinch a playoff berth winning your in, or they tie and Chicago loses. Chicago clinches a playoff berth if they win, or Arizona lose somehow, some way loses to the Rams, and or and or excuse me, or Chicago and Arizona both tie the Bears in the playoffs. The Cowboys can win the East if they beat the Giants, and Washington loses loses and or ties Philadelphia. Uh, late. Uh, later Sunday night, so the so the Dallas the winner of the Dallas of the Dallas Giants game has to uh, essentially their season and their playoff hopes hang in the balance of Washington and the Eagles. So the winner of Dallas New York, the winner of that game has to depend on the on the Redskins to lose to the Eagles. On Sunday night, same thing goes for the Giants. Giants win, and the and Washington uh, loses. They are in the they are in the playoffs. But if Washington wins, regardless who wins between Dallas and the Giants, if Washington wins, they win the division outright, no questions asked. Green Bay can lock up the number one seed with a uh, with a win in your in scenario or tying if that if that uh. 
you know, if you're that, if you want to know all the facets, they can tie and they can also lock up the number one seed. But it's a winning you're in or Seattle loses to the 49ers is how Green Bay locks up the number one seed with a 12-3 and record. The Rams can clinch a playoff berth by pulling a miracle beating Arizona with a, uh, with a winning you're in scenario or Chicago losing. Saints can clinch a number one, uh, can clinch the number one seed, which is why that, which is why their running back room is just so just uh, costly that they're going out with COVID at a time like this. They clinch the number one seed with a win, Chicago beating Green Bay and Seattle beating San Francisco. This is how the Saints can can get the number one seed, and that's the only, and that's the one and only avenue the uh, Saints have of winning the uh the number one seed in the NFC. Seattle can get the number one seed if they beat if they beat San Francisco, the Bears beat the Packers and the Saints lose to uh, and the Saints end up losing to the Panthers on the road. And that is where you stand as far as your uh your clinching scenarios as we head into weeks as we head into week 17. Uh, the games that you, if you are, are like me and like to sit on the couch and uh, courtesy of the Sunday ticket and watch all the games all at once, this is this these are the games right now. I went through the schedule on Wednesday, so I'm doing this here on Saturday. Uh, these are the games that I would uh, put on my game mix on Sunday ticket come 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Um, the, uh, and keep in mind the Bucks can finish as high as, can finish as high as the, uh, as the, the, the they flip-flop between the fifth or the sixth. So that game has a little bit to it, but unless you're a Bucks or a Falcons fan, you don't have to watch that game. But, uh, Cowboys-Giants game number one, winner of that game depends on Washington and Philadelphia for the, divi- for the division. That's uh, that's I don't that's uh, game number one. Uh, game number two is Steeler is Steelers and is uh, Steelers and Cleveland. Cleveland and of course they are looking to still get into the playoffs, so that's not a done deal. So that's game number two. Game number three. Uh, game number three is the Ravens and the Bengals. Ravens win, Ravens winning your in scenario. There you go with uh, with Baltimore and Cincinnati. It's game number three. Game number four is Miami. Of course, Miami's still looking to get a wild card spot. Uh, and so that game has a little bit of uh, of uh, meaning to it. And plus, Buffalo is also playing for the number to get that extra home game, being the number two seed. Right now, they hold the number two seed because they have the tie break with Pittsburgh because they beat them head to head. So I'll run through the so here the here are the games. It's not there's only four of them. Cowboys and Cowboys and Giant Cowboys and Giants Steelers at Browns. Ravens at Bengals and Dolphins at Bills. Four games to keep your eye on in a one o'clock window. Four twenty five is uh four twenty five is where it can get a little uh, messy. Seahawks and 49ers. Seahawks can uh, have a chance to clinch number one seed. Uh, that game you should keep your eye on come four twenty five on Sunday. Cardinals and Rams. Those two teams uh, can get into the can get into the uh, playoffs as a wild card spot. That game with a star uh, right next to it is a game you absolutely have to 
watch it. Four twenty-five. That's two. That's game. That's uh, that's game number two. Game number three: Jaguars and Colts. Colts looking to win a division, and if they can't win a division, it'll be interesting to see where they stand as far as the AFC Wild Card is concerned. That's game number three at four twenty-five. Game game number four: Tennessee and uh, Tennessee and Houston for the same reasons why you keep your eyes glued into Jag into Jaguars and Colts. Tennessee have a chance to win the division and their situation as far as uh, clinching a wild card spot. This game number that's uh, that's game number f- that's game number four. Game number five: Green Bay and the Bears. Bears have a chance to make the playoffs uh, as a wild card seed. As a wild card. Uh, as a as a wild card seed, yeah, I have that right. And then, of course, the Packers have a chance to clinch number one seed in the NFC as well. That is, if I didn't lose count, that's game number five. You know, one, two, three, four, five. Yep, game number five. In game number six, uh, game number six with is uh, Saints and Panthers. Saints need that need need to win that game. Seattle win and uh, Green Bay to lose to clinch number one to clinch number one seed. So at the four twenty five window, you have one two you have one two three four five six six games to keep your eye on at four twenty five, and then at one o'clock you have one two three. Four games at one to keep your eye on, and six games at four, four games at one, and six games at four thirty, and of course Sunday night game between Washington and Philadelphia. So if you have the Sunday ticket, and if you don't, you honestly should because it's the best way to watch football. Because the red zone cuts out back, it it gets annoying after a while. But uh, plus, you can see every minute of every single play, of every down, of every second of every play. So you get a more, you get more of a feel watching a game using a Sunday ticket rather than using uh, the NFL red zone. But if you have uh, NFL Sunday ticket and you got the eight game, and you got the eight game mix. I don't know if I don't know if you can reduce it down to four or not. I use it. I use it on the app. I use it on the app. I don't have uh, Directv. My uncle does. So and he gives you know and he provides my family the login for the Sunday ticket for the app, but so I don't know what it's like on the actual Directv console. I do know you can watch eight games at one time, but who wants to who wants to watch Jets and Patriots, Vikings and Lions and and who wants who wants to watch those two games? Those two games mean nothing. Tampa Bay, Tampa, you could you can you can even say five five in the one o'clock because Falcons and. And Bucks has a little juice because the Buccaneers are look are essentially you know would you rather play would you rather play Washington Giants or Washington the Giants or the Cowboys or fly west to play the Seahawks so that game has a little intrigue but no one in but no one's interested in Jets Patriots and no one in America cares about Vikings and Lions so four I think is an absolute must watch five you you know if you want to squeeze in Brady and the Bucks you certainly uh, can do that I don't know if you can uh, do it on the uh, again on the game because I don't know how that works but those are your five games that one you want to pay attention to uh and on the app you get on the app you get to watch four games at a time you get one up top and then you get three on the bottom so then the four that i gave you i would put and i would put uh i would put uh Steelers and Browns up top and keep Cowboys Giants and keep Cowboys Giants Ravens Bengals uh, 
Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins at Bills on the bottom. So I would I'd have uh, I'd have Steelers and Browns up top, Cowboys and Giants, Ravens and Bengals, and uh, and uh, Dolphins and Bills at the bottom. This is how I, is how I would do it, and that's how I am going to do it. Come one o'clock, and then at four. I would have Cardinals and Rams as at the top and then keep tabs on Seahawks 49ers jet the, the two the two uh, AFC South games so that's uh so that's already so that's already four so you so if you do that you're going to well if you have well if you if you well if you have the eight game on the actual DirecTV console is when it would come in handy for four twenty five. If you have the app, I'd recommend putting on Cardinals and Rams, Packers at Bears, uh and then the two and then the uh, and then the two AFC South games. Cause Seattle doesn't clinch the number one seed with unless unless uh Seattle doesn't clinch the number one seed without without uh without the Packers losing in Chicago, and the Saints don't get the number one seed unless uh, without the Packers losing in Chicago either. So you so Saints and Panthers and Seahawks and Forty Nineers, which you keep your eye on. But if you're on the app, like you was truly on your phone or on your uh, smart TV or on your iPad, Cardinals at Cardinals at Rams. The two AFC South games. That's three, and then keep tabs on Packers and Bears. That's how I would do it. Come four twenty-five on uh, Sunday, and that's how I would. Uh, and that's how I would navigate my uh, week seventeen of the National Football season, of the National Football League. Excuse me. Huh. Lot to lot to say, lot to talk about, but uh, have to get them on the board because uh, if I don't do it, who else will? Take a break. Recap the two college football playoff games coming up right after this. Welcome back to the Amatelica TIS podcast. 
switching gears now to yesterday's uh, college football playoff games, the Rose Bowl game that was played in uh, that was played at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, and then of course uh, the Sugar Bowl that was played in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I got uh, quite a few things to say on uh, both of them, and then take a break, and then uh, week 17 picks of, in the NFL to close out the program. But, um, you know, I, and, I may, and I said this, now listen, am I, uh, am I Kirk Herbstreet? No. It's, y'all who've listened to me know that I, that I know the college football game not as well as I know the NFL game. Uh, but it does not, but you do not have to be a Kirk Herbstreet or, uh, Kirk Herbstreet or the, or Desmond Howard or Paul Feinbaum or, or, or Chris Fowler or Reese Davis or Lee Corso to, to tell you that, that, that Notre Dame had no business being, had, had no business, none, none whatsoever. And I came and I screamed and yelled about it, uh, what, about a few weeks back, whatever, I told you, Notre Dame had zero business being in this college football playoff. You don't win. You don't win your your uh, your your, uh, your your conference. Your conference championship. You can, you you don't go in unless there is an outlier, and there is no outlier because they barely beat Clemson without with no Trevor Lawrence. It's not that you get a huge accomplishment. You get a, a uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom for that. And then you played Clever Lawrence and you were non not only not only did you get blown out, you were non competitive in the football game. You stunk. You were terrible. Yeah, and I came in, and I came on air and I screamed and yelled they had no business being in the game. Well, this is what the NCAA and the committee gets. Because they had no business being in the game, and the game was a complete and utter bore. They had no business, none whatsoever, being in that football game. They and I'm so sick and tired of because it's good old Notre Dame with the stupid all gold helmets and 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 the history and that Rudy the dopey movie. Oh, nobody in America cares. Do something for me, please. You barely beat Clemson and you got the brakes beaten off of you in a conference championship game. I don't hear anything about Notre Dame. Stop it, please. Stop it. Enough. Third and seven at the beginning of the game, I got the coach run, running running a quarterback jet sweep on a third and seven on their third on their third and seven. I mean, are you kidding me? Going up against Saban and them, really? Third 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 and seven, we running a quarter. We running a quarterback jet sweep draw play. This is what we're gonna do now. Enough of Notre Dame. Enough. Enough. I got the brakes beaten off of them in the 2013 uh, BCS National Championship game. 2018, they got their behinds kicked, lost by 27 to Clemson in the Cotton Bowl in 2008 in the uh, 18 Cotton Bowl. And and then they, again, previously lost in in the ACC Championship game about, what, two weeks ago. And then in the Rose Bowl, a non-competitive and losing game 31-14. Really? Can, can, if you're going to put Notre Dame in these games, Notre Dame, can I can I ask you something? Not not anything big, not, not anything that's going to, not anything that's um unreasonable. But if they're going to keep putting Notre Dame in these college football playoff games, you know, keep them with the, with the four teams because we want to show off all, all, off all the schools, 
instead of being more focused on deciding a national champion, can Notre Dame show up in these games, please? And can they maybe at this point, maybe asking them to win them is a little strong, but can they show up and bring their offense? 42-14, and 31-14 in recent championship game settings. That's Notre Dame for you. Last four. And combined between yesterday and the Rose Bowl and the ACC championship game, they were outscored 65-24. to That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Offense was inept. Devontae Smith, who by far is is the is uh, the best player from the college football I've seen. He's the best player and the best player on the team, better than Mac Jones. And you can make the argument a, a slither better than Najee Harris, the uh, the uh, superstar running back, who the superstar the superstar running back who ran for uh, 125 yards on the ground on 15 carries. Devontae Smith, uh, those two guys are going to be phenomenal stars in the NFL. Devontae Smith, seven seven receptions, 130 yards, and caught three touchdowns in the game. I mean, and an absolutely phenomenal talent. Be looking forward to seeing him uh, going up against Ohio State in the national championship game. But can Notre Dame, if if the committee is going to Rig this thing to put Notre Dame in them. Can Notre Dame at least do the rest of America a favor when we're sitting there bored out of our gourd on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve or the, or January 2nd? Can they at least do us a favor and at least be competitive in these football games, please? And not essentially have us essentially counting sheep by uh, middle of the third quarter? Is that too much to ask? That's game number one I want to get on the board. Game number two is between uh is with was well, is the Sugar Bowl between Ohio State and Clemson, where uh, where the Clem where the Ohio State Buckeyes absolutely made uh Justin Field not Justin Fields made uh made Dabo Sweeney and company eat crow after Dabo Sweeney went on and on and on. Now granted I was in the I agreed with Dabo, so I can't go I can't go too crazy because I was in the same boat. Eleventh was a little strong. Uh but I did but I agreed with Dabo that they shouldn't have played in the final four considering that they only had played a six games. But but Justin Fields, what a phenomenal performance from him. You know, he def certainly made up for his spotty performance against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game. And now after this game was over, I don't know what the, do I take Fields is actually going to be an OK NFL quarterback. I know this is going to be a discussion for another day, but is Justin Fields. Re- I mean, it what I mean, it was a. It was a it was a semifinal playoff game. The winner goes to the national championship. He only had six incompletions, threw for three eighty five yards through the air, six touchdown passes, and play and played his heart out after he got hit, after a back bone after a bone crushing hit in his back uh, in the uh, in the second half of that game, and he stuck with it and he and he willed him and his Ohio State teammates. To victory now. Do I take now? Do I take that with a grain of salt, or do I take it that hey, this guy actually has what it takes to be a successful NFL quarterback? Same thing with Lawrence. Grant Lawrence has won a couple of national championships. Justin Fields has yet to win one. But do I take it as if uh, as and it wasn't all Lawrence's fault, granted. But do I? But do I? Pro, but do I? 
you know, believe that Lawrence is going to be all that he's all hyped up to be, or is he going to be a good NFL quarterback, not anything amazing a la Elway or or any of these guys that he's been compared to here in his uh, junior Clemson season. He went, Lawrence went, 20, went 33 for 48, threw 400 yards to the ground and threw two touchdown passes. Granted, he did have a cut. Granted, he did fumble three times in the game and lost one of them. But you want to talk about Ohio State uh, sticking it to Dabo Sweeney, who went on and on and on. And you know, and it's it's like it's like Steelers. It was like the Steelers and the Bengals game. The last thing you need to do to to your opponent, who off the bat is probably probably given. I don't know what the how uh, how much Clemson was favored by in the game. But what you don't do, what you don't do, and this and this should be is like a and this is a cardinal rule in all of in uh, in all the sports. Clemson favored by seven. Okay, not as much as I thought. But what you don't do is give a team, especially the underdog, who who in a, who in a public in the court of public opinion's minds has little to no chance to win a game. You do not, under any circumstances, give them bulletin board material. You just don't. You don't do it. Say you don't juju. You don't dance in front of the logo against a hapless Bengals team on Monday Night Football, and Dabo. You don't give Ohio State more material to work with to already. Mode. I mean, they wait. I don't know how many times they said it throughout the broadcast of how the Ohio State football team. They literally have the final score of that Fiesta Bowl. Tw- I think it was twenty nine twenty three. Like it's on one of their monitors, their their um their TV monitors in their weight room, it, it, right there. They 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 they're doing um they're doing uh they're doing uh they're doing box squats. They got they got the they got the score of that Fiesta Bowl s- sitting there on the wall to to their right or to their left. So they were all, and they must have said about like forty. They must have said about like ten times throughout the broadcast on on Friday night, and then Dabo Sweeney on and on and on giving them further motivation. Like, okay, you're that confident. Well, and then Justin Fields essentially had the game of his life, and Trey Sermon carried the ball thirty-one times for a hundred and ninety-three yards on the ground and ran for a touchdown. So they they certainly stuck it to Dabo Sweeney, and uh, all props go to Justin Fields Sermon. And Ohio State for an absolutely phenomenal, 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 tremendous football game. They weren't scared of Clemson. They punched right in the mouth early. They got after the quarterback. And you get after Trevor Lawrence and you make him nervous. That's the formula to to winning football games. And you and you basically and you made Dabble Sweeney look like an east end of a westbound horse at the end of it at at, at the end of the game, blowing him out 49-28. Which, if you're an Ohio State fan, that alone is good enough as a national championship, in my eyes. Beat, beating, beating the, beating the favorite Clemson and shutting up Dabo with his, with his big fat mouth. But Justin Fields played a hell of a game and a heroic game too, because that hit, the, which did, which didn't look as bad as people made it out to be. Granted, don't get me wrong, it probably. You know, Justin Fields was he was back was probably killing him when he got up this morning. When he got up this morning, at the uh, at the hotel in uh, New Orleans, but they got they got to do something about about the targeting. The fact that the fact that and it, and I don't even think that warrants a targeting penalty in that case because in my eyes it looked like to me as as a clean legal hit. 
But even if it was dirty, you can you can't unless it is blatant where he's trying to you know, they gotta do like the NBA, you know, where it's like a flagrant one, you know, you stay in a game flagrant two, you get ejected, you know. NFL unsportsmanlike con unsportsmanlike uh conduct penalties you have to get two of them to warn an ejection with this one th- that player number 47 forget his name he should not have been ejected under any circumstances to me it looked like a clean legal hit and even if it w- and even if, if it wasn't it wasn't like he was trying to take the guy's head off you know if 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 it was if it, if it was quarter i mean i guess to, to the refs it was illegal but if it, as bad as you know as the as the rule makes it out to be he is actually putting himself in more danger using his head launching his head at fields's back he is if any if anyone he i mean granted fields did end up taking the worst of it but if but if but on via the replay it would look if you didn't see that fields was hurt afterwards you would think that you would think that the uh, that the that the uh, Clemson defender would get would get the worst of that hit because if it is legal which in the ref size it was you could bend it to the fact that he was leading with his head which would which would in theory hurt more I mean look at Ryan Shazier he went I mean he went with an illegal hit to the bank to the uh, I forget the uh, Bengals tight end but he led with his head his head went directly into the Bengals players uh into the Bengals players uh thigh on the side and he ended up taking the worst of the hit because his head was directly launched into the player's body part so, but they they gotta fix some with that targeting one because a you shouldn't again unless you're trying literally trying to kill someone you should not it should not warrant an ejection they have to have like a system you do it once you get a warning you do it again you 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 tossed out but but to me that looked like a football play the way I, the way I've been watch as long as I've been watching football and me and me even playing it you know at the high school level that that looked like a that looked like a clean legal hit to me and it did watching it live I don't know what I don't know what the refs were seeing but it looked it looked legal to me but it got about a week and some change into the national championship I'll be sure to preview that for you in the meantime take a break week 17 picks in a league where they play for pay Welcome back to the M Telekatiyas podcast. That's that time of uh, it's that time of the program. Final week of the 2020 National Football League season, week 17. Time for picks in the league where they play for pay. Game number one between Washington and... Well, actually, I should say that for last. My apologies. Game number one between Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Indianapolis favored minus two touchdowns. Give me Indianapolis to win. Indianapolis lost to Jacksonville in Jacksonville week one. Give me Indianapolis to win the game 35-14. Green Bay favored minus... uh, I'm all over the place. Uh, Dallas favored minus three going up against the New York football Giants. Give me the Cowboys to win the game 27-24 and be that team sitting there waiting come Sunday night to see if Washington wins or loses to see who wins the NFC East. Game Here's uh, game number three between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Pittsburgh will be resting Ben Roethlisberger, so you get Mason Rudolph against Miles Garrett at the scene of the crime in Cleveland. Cleveland minus 9.5, giving the Browns to win the game 28-10. to 
Tennessee favored minus seven and a half going up against Houston. Give me Tennessee to win the game 31-23. Saints favored minus six and a half going up against the Carolina Panthers. Give me the Saints to win the game 31-20. Jets going up against the Patriots. Patriots favored by a field goal. These two teams, uh, this will be their last game of the 2020 campaign. Adam Gase will be out at the game's end. Give me the Pats to win the game by three, 20-17. Minnesota Vikings and Detroit Lions. This game means nothing. Both of these two teams are cooked and will not play past the Sunday. Vikings favored by a touchdown. Give me the Vikings to win the game 27-20. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay favored minus 6.5. Tampa Bay beat Atlanta when they last played each other a short two weeks ago. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game 31-20. The Baltimore Ravens going up against... The Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore absolutely dominated Cincinnati in, in Baltimore back on October the 11th. Since Baltimore, when Baltimore sees Cincinnati's on a schedule week 17 from here on out, after what happened week 17, Baltimore 9-6, and six, of course, a winning your end scenario, and they ended up missing the playoffs altogether by losing to Cincinnati, for, courtesy of the 4th and 12th play, famous play, Andy Dalton to Tyler Boyd to win the game for the Bengals, knock the Ravens out and end the Bills playoff drought which had been which had been at the time the longest playoff drought in the National Football League at that period in time. Baltimore this time the venue's different it's in Cincinnati this time and hopefully this is a much better Ravens team than the 2017 team that let that game slip away from them. Baltimore favored minus 12 give me the Ravens to win the game 31-21. Miami at Buffalo, Buffalo fair minus one and a half points. Buffalo locked up the AFC East. Give me the Bills to win this game, 28-17. Chargers at Kansas City. Remember, no Patrick Mahomes starting for the Kansas City, among their other superstars on offense. LA favorite minus three and a half. Give me the Chargers to win the game, 27-17. Remember, these two teams came down to a Harrison Butker game-winning field goal back in week two at SoFi. Seattle favorite minus five points going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Give me the Seattle Seahawks to win this game, 28-17. Vegas at Denver, this game means nothing. Vegas favorite minus two and a half. Give me the Raiders to win this game, 27-24. Arizona at the Rams. Both of these two teams need to win this game if they want to make the 2020 ML or MLB. 2020 NFL postseason tournament. Give me the Arizona. Give me the Arizona. Get the music going, man. Give me the Arizona Cardinals to win this game. Minus one and a half is what the Rams are favored. Give me the Cardinals to win this game. 24 to 10. Let's see now, where are the games that I? Okay, here you go. Green Bay favorite minus five and a half points going up against the Chicago Bears. Bears need this game to win the playoffs. Packers need to win your in scenario for them to lock up the number one seed in the NFC. Give me the pack to win this game, 28-24. And Washington favorite minus one and a half going up against the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Washington will win this game by the final score, 23-20. Favorite minus one and uh half and i uh, give you tennessee houston in case i didn't titans favorite minus seven and a half give me the titans to win this game 31 23 
And that pretty much covers it as those are your Week 17 picks in the league where they play for pay. Week 17, huh? It seemed like it was only yesterday I was on here breaking down what the NFL season was going to look like. And all of a sudden, right, the season's in. It's crazy how fast uh, the time flies. But that's your program, and those are your Week 17 picks. If you enjoyed the program, please sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatel underscore podcast and show on Twitter at Amatel underscore is. It's your boy Jai Shields. Enjoy the rest of your New Year's uh, New Year's New Year's Day weekend. Talk to you on Wednesday. Enjoy the football. Stay safe, y'all. Take care.